Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, April 18th. DeSantis versus Disney, round four. This subplot of the 2024 Republican presidential race continues to dominate. So for more than a year now, Florida's governor, Republican Ron DeSantis, who is a likely presidential candidate, has been battling against the mouse house, as Disney is called in the trades, ever since Disney, Florida's largest employer, took a stand against legislation that DeSantis had proposed about classroom instruction around sexuality and gender identity. Immediately following Disney taking a stand against DeSantis's preferred legislation, DeSantis slammed the company. He went further recently with a special legislative session earlier this year to retaliate against Disney by signing legislation that allowed the state to take over what is called the Reedy Creek Improvement District, which is a special taxing district that effectively gave Disney autonomy over the land around its Orlando area theme parks. Now, unbeknownst to DeSantis and his aides and allies in real time, Disney, even after the DeSantis bill became law, maneuvered around it. Well, then once that became public, DeSantis could not back down. He was so invested in this battle as part of his larger message against what he sees as a quote unquote woke corporate culture that he said he is going to continue to push back against the company's efforts to thwart this move for DeSantis to take over this taxing district. Give a listen to DeSantis in Lake Buena Vista, Florida yesterday. People have said, you know, maybe maybe have another, uh, maybe create a state park, maybe try to do more amusement uh, parks. Uh, Someone even said, like, maybe you need another state prison. Who knows? I mean, I just think that the the possibilities are, 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 are endless. Nothing like threatening the company with a new state prison where Disney theme parks are co located. Now, this new board that DeSantis appointed after he passed that legislation to get control of Reedy Creek is set to meet tomorrow. This board is now made up of entirely DeSantis appointees. And an agenda for the meeting tomorrow says that the board will consider firing current staff and whether to take over development oversight with the district. Why, you may ask, is that the agenda for this new board? Well, it's because it is that new board that Disney was trying to pull a fast one over before it took effect so that they could maintain control and have this sort of self-governing style of relationship with the state. The company had made an agreement back in February with the outgoing board that basically rendered that body powerless to control Disney. That's the piece that took DeSantis by surprise, where it seemed that Disney had outsmarted DeSantis, which is why you see DeSantis now scrambling, trying to get back to an offensive footing, but is clearly playing defense. He said that the Republican-controlled state legislature in Florida will take steps to, quote, formally nullify Disney's attempts to keep control of the district and that those votes will likely take place before this legislative session ends in just a couple of weeks. 
Disney CEO Bob Iger highlighted its status as an employer and revenue generator in an interview with Time magazine last week, saying, quote, our sole goal in Florida is to continue creating that value for all those constituencies. All we want is a relationship with the state that enables us to continue to do that. DeSantis responded to Iger when he spoke to an Orlando radio program yesterday. This is courtesy of WFLA Orlando. I think at the end of the day, um, you know, they need to understand that they are not going to live under a different set of rules as everybody else. I mean, that's just the reality. And uh, I think that the fact that they tried to do these secret agreements at the end, yes, they're going to fail. But the fact that they would even try that uh, tells me that they haven't got the message yet. And as I said, this is playing out just as Ron DeSantis is preparing to get his likely presidential campaign off the ground. We don't expect any formal announcement from DeSantis until he's on the other side of this current Florida legislative session, but all the Republican primary polling to date indicates he is Donald Trump's biggest competitor at the moment, though trailing him for the Republican presidential nomination. So it's not just Trump that's going to take the incoming from other potential candidates. DeSantis is sitting in a seat that is opening him up to attack as well. I want you to hear Chris Christie, the former New Jersey governor who is very much considering yet another run for the presidency. I want you to hear what he said at an event here in Washington, D.C. today hosted by Semaphore. That's not the guy I want sitting across from President Xi and negotiating our next agreement with China. We're sitting across from Putin and trying to resolve what's happening in Ukraine if you can't see around a corner that Bob Iger created for you. I don't think Ron DeSantis is a conservative based on his actions towards Disney. I mean, you know, where are we headed here now um, that if you express disagreement in this country, the government is allowed to punish you? So Christie's coming at DeSantis from the right making the argument that there's nothing conservative about a governor of a state getting directly involved in the business dealings of a corporation in that state, and that that actually runs against the grain of conservatism. Chris Sununu, the governor of New Hampshire, also considering a presidential run in 2024, has been making a similar argument against DeSantis. He appeared on CNN last night and had this to say. This has gone from kind of going after a headline to something that has devolved into an issue, and, and, it, and it convolutes the entire Republican message. I just don't think it's, it's not good for, the, for Governor DeSantis. I don't think it's good for the Republican Party. Whether or not DeSantis ever backs off this fight with Disney remains to be seen. Given the public profile he has been building for himself in advance of this presidential campaign, the idea of backing off of this seems totally anathema to the persona that he's trying to portray. In fact, his affiliated super PAC is called Never Back Down. And this is all happening while Ron DeSantis is trying, without yet being a candidate, to maintain his position in the early stages of this race, or at the very least, to try and slow some of Trump's momentum that we have seen recently. To that end, DeSantis is in Washington, D.C. today, meeting behind closed doors with members of Congress, you know, a place he once served as a representative from Florida, to try and woo some members to his cause, or at the very least, to try and prevent them from getting on board at this stage with the Trump campaign. As for the Florida delegation, that process does not yet seem to be going all that well. 
In fact, just a short time ago before I recorded this podcast, Florida Congressman John Rutherford announced his endorsement of Donald Trump for president, becoming the sixth House Republican from the former president's home state to formally back Trump in this third bid for the White House, despite the fact that his home state governor, Ron DeSantis, is very much considered a likely candidate. This comes on the heels of Congressman Greg Stubbe, another Republican from Florida, who on Monday night endorsed Trump again in advance of DeSantis's visit to Washington today to try and prevent this very kind of thing from happening. So Ron DeSantis clearly has his work cut out for him. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.